Hello, welcome to the Kara Murray podcast. For the next 10 days, we will be doing a podcast mini series all about your divine role as a Latter-day Saint woman. We will be discussing how we can become closer to Jesus Christ and how the Relief Society purpose statement and the Relief Society declaration can assist us in our work to become closer to our Savior. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. We are going to be talking with Michelle Cox today and I just want to introduce her really quick. Michelle loves to dive into the messy parts of life. As the founder of Build Family Connection, a relationship expert, podcaster, educator, speaker, and mother of four, Michelle refuses to look away from the pain of life, parenting, faith, and self-discovery. In fact, she loves to stare it down. How she faces the pain without feeling despair is is deeply experienced in her book, Turning to God in the Mess of Your Lives. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Kara. Yeah, Michelle and I have known each other for years, and it's been fun to see how we've evolved and the things that we have been involved in. And Michelle's doing fabulous things. I'm so excited for her and for her new book that's coming out. Um, So Michelle... Will you share with us how you have been able to fill your divine role and fill how Jesus Christ has helped you with that and anything that stands out to you in the Relief Society declaration or purpose statement? Absolutely. So I live in the desert. I'm in Mesa, Arizona, and I have spent my whole life wishing I lived somewhere really green or in the mountains. And yes, portions of my life have been spent in those places, but the desert is now my home. And when I think about the purpose statement, and when I think about my divinity as a woman, I kind of think about the desert because I think it's easy for us as women to spend a lot of time wishing we were somewhere else, whether we were further along in our own journey or our house was cleaner. I mean, you name it, right? It's just so easy to want something different. Um, but the, something that has happened the last couple years is I've spent more time in the desert. And as I have hiked and allowed myself to enjoy the beauty that's there, I have become absolutely amazed at the resiliency, the strength, and the beauty that's been in my backyard all these years. And it will never be the Rocky Mountains. It will never be the Rocky Mountains. It will never be the green trees of the East Coast. And it is incredibly beautiful. And often as I'm hiking, I, I especially the saguaro, the saguaro just really stand out to me. They're so tall. They're majestic. And they have these spiky edges. And when you get really close to them, each little each little pokey spot for whatever you want to call it has three or four barbs on it that poke out. And this, the entire cactus is covered in that. And I think sometimes we view ourselves like that saguaro where we see our rough edges. We see our imperfections. We see the things that aren't going right. We see all the messy pieces of us. And we think that that means we're not faithful or we wonder why things aren't working out for us. We wonder why the flowers are blooming, but we're just kind of sitting here trying to stay upright. And just like spending more time in the desert, 
has shifted my perspective. I think spending more time with Christ and thinking about how he created me just as I am with my rough, pokey, imperfect edges has allowed me to find more grace for myself and more compassion for the many areas in which I fall short. The desert is harsh in the middle of the day. It's rough. And then there's this golden hour that hits. I mean, golden hour is everywhere. That's not unique to the desert. But as that golden hour hits, it softens the harsh edges. And then the sunset usually is in the background. And it's absolutely stunning and breathtaking. And I think of my own life in companionship with Jesus Christ. And that's the invitation, right? That's the invitation that the Relief Society is continually extending to us is to deepen that relationship. Our life with Jesus Christ is like that saguaro standing in front of the sunset. We need his living water. We don't need it perfectly. We can't have it perfectly. A swirl is a swirl would probably die if it had the rains of, of <laughs> Carolina, right? So it doesn't need it perfectly, but we need that living water. And within us, we have the resiliency to survive hard things. And so that that's really, as I've thought about visiting with you today, that's really where my thoughts have landed is that the more we get to know Christ, the more we can realize that he's our friend and that the whole, the gift, the Holy ghost, which he has given us is also a friend. And so it doesn't speak to us in unkind tones. It doesn't belittle us. It doesn't demean us. It doesn't tell us we should be better, have to be better, could be more like our neighbor, could be more like our sister or mom. Those aren't the voices of the Holy ghost. And sometimes those external barbs of the cactus, they kind of like poke in, right? As the cactus has weak spots, it'll kind of lean and it'll poke in and it'll hurt itself. That's not the invitation that Christ is giving us. The invitation that Christ is giving us is to identify our divine traits, our divine qualities, right alongside those barbs, right alongside those imperfections and find peace with them together knowing that that's how he created us. It's really where my heart, as I make room for the and, I am impatient and I am incredibly compassionate. When I get scared, I want to control things. And when I'm scared, I take tremendous steps of faith to trust him. When I am having a sleepless night with worry. I'm going to be feeling the anxiousness. I'm going to be feeling the stress and I can turn to him and dump that emotion and those fears out to him and say, will you hold it with me? It doesn't have to be one or the other. There's room for both and for all the messy pieces of us. I love that. That's so beautiful. One part that stood out that I liked that you said was that golden hour and how it softens the desert, it softens everywhere, like you said, but especially the desert, if you've ever been in the desert, it does, it just feels like it softens it. But I think that's what Jesus Christ can do for us too, is he can soften us. He can soften our hearts or calm, calm our worries. So we can turn to him and have that 
and in our lives, but we have to be willing to recognize him and then turn to him in order to have that. And when we learn to turn to him and when we learn to recognize him in the middle of what seems like just hard or ugly or dry or whatever, um, it changes our perspective of everything. It really does. I mean, it has the power and it doesn't take away the hurt. It doesn't take away the pain. That's a part of our experience here, but it can fill us with a vision for the future and hope that there's more that, that will make it through. Mm-hmm. And that to me is kind of what I hold on to. It's like, okay, there's something, there's something more and there's somebody else in charge. Right? <laughs> like, yes. I don't have to be in charge. That's the best news ever. Even though I kind of really want to be in charge. <laughs> I kind of don't want to be in charge. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I think it's, I think it's a beautiful gift as we, as we learn to see that he wants us, he wants us. And so the voices that speak negativity, the voices that speak such harsh criticisms, learning to recognize those will give us power to fight back against them and mm-hmm. forward with him. Because he works off on those edges. He'll give us a different perspective. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I feel like what we're explaining to is the atonement. Like this is what the atonement is. The atonement is for our sins and for our anxiety and for our worries and for the unknown and for the places when we just need a friend. Like that's the atonement of Jesus Christ working in our lives and recognizing it and allowing it to work in our lives is what changes us and recognizing Satan and the things that he's saying to us and fighting back with Jesus is utilizing the atonement. You know, it took me so long to learn that. Like I remember being, and I won't say where I was. I I remember this moment having this thought and I won't put any number to it because I think we all have the beauty of learning in our own time frame. And I don't want to say a number and then have somebody else say, oh, well, this is, you know, I just don't want that comparative, but I remember sitting on my porch very distinctly one day for the first time. And I was an adult and I thought, oh, the atonement is for more than my sins. The atonement is for more than when I screw up. Like somehow I had missed that detail for a good portion of my life. And the idea that the atonement was there to help me become a better version of me and to feel God's love more fully was complete rocket science. And, and so I, I don't know why I missed it. I don't know, but I think think a lot of people did Michelle. Like, I feel like there's a lot of our generation that did. Yeah. That's what it was talked about. Yeah. I hope we're getting better. Right. I hope we're getting better and I hope our kids aren't in the same boat, but that that's what has the power to change us. It's not just a God who wants to strike us down or work against us in our sin. It's a, it's a God and savior who invite us into their company and say, Hey, I see you. I know FYI, I created this world. I know what that feels like. I know the hurt. I know the pain. And I've got your back. Mm-hmm. I am here if you will turn to me. And that's that's really where the premise of my book came when I began writing was, what do I believe Heavenly Father wants from me as a divine woman? 
what do I believe he wants? And I believe he wants me to keep turning and looking for him. I think there's a lot that gets worked out if we keep turning and looking to and for the Savior and the love of our Heavenly Father. And I think we find it more because if we're not looking for it and we're not looking for their presence in our life, it's so easy to miss. We're going to blow right by it. I do it all the time. I think we all do it all the time. (laughs) I'm like, I think I'm so amazing. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm actually not that amazing. I had to have (laughs) heavenly help there. Great. And then I was, oh, I'm not that, I'm not that amazing. That's right. This is what this feels like to be me. Okay. Let's just do this together. That feels better. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's true. And I'm excited to, this is something we're definitely going to be diving into in my course is learning how to recognize and how to have the Savior help you by your side. Because I think so many of us were just, we were raised like this is the atonement is for your sins and to be forgiven and everything like that. But it's for so much more than that. I'm excited for everything that the women who are gathering get to learn. I know it's, it's amazing. And I'm excited. Thank you. So are you, thank you so much for your insights and for sharing your thoughts with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Don't forget to join the email list. So you know, when the, your divine role course goes live, our email list will be given an opportunity to sign up first. It includes 12 plus course videos, a workbook that is 45 plus pages long, a community and more. I can't wait to see you then.